I just like is just like if it's my ACLs and I'm like done for the season, you know, I put in a lot of work, put in a lot of time to be here with these guys and for it to go out like that and just felt like man I can't catch a break, but caught a break. It was tough, but I know a guy like that, um like even even when we did lose him, he was still around the guys, motivating guys and that's a true leader. It doesn't matter how he's feeling, if he's down or whatever, he's making sure God is all right. So that's a guy that's putting himself aside to make sure the team is good. So a guy that has that mindset and just me knowing him, he's going to be fine. But, you know, losing a guy like that that has that type of production, of course, it hurt. not mistaken, I thought Musgrave finished the game, um, but he's on there with an abdomen. Is there what, what's going on with him? Yeah, he's got a pretty significant injury. So, um, you know, I, I think it just speaks to the, his toughness because he didn't. Wow, that was interesting. Was that Taylor Swift? Okay, good, good one, Wildy. All right. Uh, yeah, where were we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's Diddy NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And it's a little bit earlier and the game is tomorrow. It's all crazy, but you know what it is. You know what it is. I want to hear you. I want to hear you do it. Hey, it's Quick Snaps. Oh, it's a Quick Snaps. Are you doing it? Are you doing it? Hey. Wait, hold on. So the Detroit Lions are coming up and we're banged up, let's just say. Opening sound bites. Aaron Jones thought he was done for the season. You know, season-ending torn ACL. It's come out that it's a sprained MCL. So I'll be on the sidelines for a while. Luke Musgrave didn't escape. Lacerated kidney. That was a significant injury. Apparently got tackled, landed on the football. Uh, on the pain in the footballs. So that's what he's got, which is a real shame because Musgrave and Kraft obviously drafted at the same time. And from what we're told and from what we can see with our own eyeballs is that Luke Musgrave uh, was the better of the two or one that came on more. Not to do a disservice to Tucker Kraft because he had that really super duper, super duper fungy sponge munger uh, play against the prior team. Um, against the Chargers where he was sort of toe-tapping down the sideline, it was unlucky to step out. So kind of excited to, uh, you know, take the blinders off him and, and see what he can do. Uh, but just looking at quarterback school, and it's a YouTube channel where this guy is, you know, super knowledgeable or whatever. Kind of obsessed with feet. I'd imagine he's looking up feet picks of quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, so he goes into Jordan Love, some really great stuff, some so-so stuff. Issues with mechanics, all the stuff you'd expect from a guy who's coming in to take over for the first time, hasn't played a whole lot in the NFL. So that's fine. But he keys in on wide receivers and what they're doing and what they should be doing, the routes they're running, and some of the stuff is not great. But look, that's not a knock on the players as such. It takes time. And Gudekunst's his plan is to surround him with young lads, young fellas. So that's what he's done, and that's what you're going to get with young fellas. So they have to learn. Uh, but that's if we have anybody to actually play. Oh, let's take a look at the um, injury report. So just straight off the top of the down, Luke Musgrave has gone to IOR. So he's not going to be back until late December. Emmanuel Wilson running back with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's also gone to IOR. 
So to replace um, Emmanuel Wilson and Aaron Jones being out, they've signed James Robinson to the active ro- Robinson to the active roster. I uh, just uh, sort of blanked out there. Um, and Patrick Taylor, they brought him back as well. They've also signed Bo Melton, the wide receiver, and that's in place of Dontavian Wicks, who's still in concussion protocol. So Monday and Tuesday, he's a DNP, which did not participate. So I kind of quipped, quipped, cool quip on the Twitter to say it'd be easier for the Packers at this stage just to go through who's healthy. And there's two people on the healthy report. It's um, long snapper, maybe, maybe the kicker, Daniel Whelan and Pam from accounts. But I was informed just before the podcast that Pam has got a paper cut injury, so she is questionable to return. So look, let's run through the injuries. We have Devondre Campbell. All these are DNPs. Devondre Campbell with a neck injury. Josiah Aguara, hip injury. Aaron Jones, knee, which is that sprained MCL. Luke Musgrave, gone to IOR, lacerated kidney. Dontavian Wicks, spoke about him, concussion protocol. Emmanuel Wilson, also gone to IOR, limited participation. Jair Alexander and Kenny Clark, both with shoulder injuries. AJ Dillon with a groin groin injury. Uh, Rudy Ford, biceps injury. Elton Jenkins, knee injury. Keyshawn Nixon, ankle injury. Darnell Sauvage, calf injury. And Jaden Reed, a chest injury. All of those are limited participation. And then full participation, but still carrying some sort of a knock. And it's also shoulders, is Corey Ballantyne, Rashan Gary and Christian Watson. The Lions, on the other hand, have one DNP, and that's Jonah Jackson, the guard. Uh, Isaiah Bugs and Frank Ragnow are full participation. Uh, Bugs with an illness and Frank Ragnow with a toe injury. So... Look, a couple of years ago, the Bears had a blistering season. It's, if you cast your mind back, it did happen, right? I'm not making it up. And the reason that they said that they had such a good season was injuries and health. And they were healthy. And because they were healthy, more healthy than other people, it really does translate. It's as simple as that. And when you look at us, we're injured everywhere. Not only are we young, but we're injured everywhere. And that's obvious. So I just don't know what people are going to take from this game. Because here's how it would have set up if we didn't have so many injuries. You'd look at the Packers and you'd say, okay, they've kind of come into their own a little bit um, in the late games. Jordan Love has a career game uh, of his career. A career game of his career. Uh, over 300 yards. I'm, I'm very tired. Um, and Luke Mosgrave makes steps. Tucker Craft is stepping up. Dontavian Wicks has a great game. You know, and... It's looking promising, right? But how the hell are we supposed to judge the team when everybody's injured? We don't have running backs that are seasoned enough. You know, are they being brought in? Can they make blocks? You know, it's incredibly difficult, especially when you come up against a Lions team uh, that are flying high. So with all that being said, if you look at the Packers uh, scores and what we've lost out by. So week one, we win against the Bears 38 to 20. Week two, we lose to the Falcons by one point. We go on and play the Saints, we win by one point. We play the Lions and we lose by 14, which is the biggest margin, apart from the Vikings. And the Vikings was brain fart moment, and we were at that game at the end of the game. It was definitely there for the taking. But anyway, Raiders lose by four. Broncos lose by two. Vikings, we lose by 14. So again, that's the second biggest margin. But I discount that slightly because I think it was just bad play calling at the end. The Rams, we win 20-3. Steelers, we lose by four points. The fabric of that game has changed because we missed the extra point and we could have went and tied up the game with a field goal. We were in field goal range, but the interception happened because we were going for it in the end. And then against the Chargers, 23-10. Unbelievable comeback win. So when you look at that, that's a team with fight. And to say we're full of young players. And yes, if you look at some of those teams, Broncos, who've gone on to be good 
were rubbish. The Raiders, who were kind of in flux and terrible, they've gone on to put a couple of wins together after they fired their head coach. Uh, the Steelers kind of just eking out tight games, you know. The Chargers got awful, so they're a bad defense. So what does it tell us? It doesn't tell us a lot. What it tells us is that this pack, it's like when you go golfing with your mate, right? You could go golfing with a scratch golfer. And for some reason, and I, I don't think this is a unique experience, you kind of match the level of your opposition. Not that you become a scratch golfer, but you're not as absolutely atrocious. But then you go out playing with the dude who casually plays golf in his back garden and he, all he has is a pitching wedge and a putter. You go out playing with him and then all of a sudden your game suffers. And that's kind of what the Packers have been doing, is that they've been keeping up. What did we lose by? Four points. Uh, there's twice that we lost by a big margin. The only one that we looked sort of washed in was the Detroit Lions game. So that's where this is going to be interesting. Um, but it's not a very good barometer to look at the amount of injuries that we have now and then look at sort of and try judge what progress we've made because we're literally sort of diving in to grab whoever we can to play. We only had AJ Dillon at one stage. And when Aaron Jones was out, AJ Dillon, we were looking at him and going, look, He's doing an honourable job. He's he's trying his best, but he's no Aaron Jones. We, we're back there again because Aaron Jones is out. Now, not that Aaron Jones, when he came back in, was uh, sort of super duper star like he was because I still believe he's carrying some sort of an injury. But with regards to what this game tells us, if we can stay close to the Lions, I think it tells us just what type of good play calling, what type of flow uh, Jordan Love is in and just what Matt LaFleur... And Jordan Love can get from this super young team who was massively banged up. So we look at the Lions. They beat the Chiefs in week one, the Falcons in week three, uh, considerably 20 to six. They beat us. Then they beat the Panthers 42-24. The Panthers are just a dreadful team. Then they beat the Buccaneers 20 to six. Then the Raiders 26 to 14. The Chargers 41 to 38. And then they beat the Bears last week, 31-26. So they're the wins. Now, the one sort of trend that's happened against the Chargers and against the Bears was that their defense seems to be faltering in the sense that they were nearly out of it with the Bears. And then with the Chargers, it went right down to the wire as well. So I don't know what's going on with this Lions team, but certainly teams are able to hang points on them. Now, is that too much of an ask because we're facing the Lions in their stadium and we're also going in with a severely depleted squad? Um, if you look at the stats and how it matches up, you know, their offense is fourth, theirs is 22nd, their defense is ninth, theirs is 14th. They're uh, passing and rushing, they're sixth in the league, whereas we're 21st and 26th. Um, if you go down into the team stats, Detroit smashes in every single category, really. There's a few anomalies. Uh, total yards, Detroit passing yards, goes to Detroit rushing yards, Detroit average yards per play, Detroit marginally. Uh, point scored they've scored more points uh, they've also given away more fumbles that's one of the anomalies not that it matters because uh, we've thrown more interceptions we've allowed more sacks um, we're slightly more efficient on third down and we eke out more time of possession uh, we give away more penalties we allow more yards but that's both in rushing and passing considerably more rushing uh, I mean to the tune of like nearly 500 yards more uh, Detroit allow more points and you know, I think that's they're able to outscore teams is what it comes down to. Um, interceptions, um, they've got more on defense. Sacks were tied at 23. And then with third down efficiency allowed, uh, they've allowed less. So looking at the Colts, 
light of day. This is no Steelers team that can just eke stuff out. This is an 8-2 Detroit Lions team in their own stadium uh, against a really banged-up Packers team when they only have one player that did not participate. They should beat the Packers in this game, unfortunately. Um, And I think that... Are we still going to measure this Packers team normally in the sense of we lose, we're terrible, fire everybody, we win, okay, he's he's the man. I don't think we can. We're too banged up to sort of get any use out of it. I just hope that this sort of injury bug doesn't continue. I hope that it's not a case where we limp to the end of the season, we have a so-so record, we see some green shoots, and then it gets around to next year and we start suffering the same because I've seen seasons and I've seen players' careers over the years um, that have just never reached their potential because of injury. And it's a real shame. And I think that can happen collectively as a team as well. You know, if you're, you need your key playmakers out there. You need your, you know, Christian Watson's healthy wicks. You need dubs. You know, you need those guys firing on all cylinders. You need Luke Musgrave to be playing so that he can get better. You need Jordan Love to hone his craft, which he seems to have done in that last game, albeit the massive caveat against a terrible defense. But it's so hard when there's too many variables in play, you know, between injuries, strength to schedule, you know, just the inopportune brain fart moments, you know. So will the game mean anything? Not really. Should we expect to lose? Yes. Anything better than that is good. If you can see some green shoots, someone steps up, because that seemed to be what happened with the Aaron Rodgers era when he didn't have Devontae Adams. Um, sometimes someone would step up, be it for one game like Geronimo Allison or be for a string of games like... MVS or Alan Lazard sometimes these players step up to the plate um, and maybe that's going to be the case here Patrick Taylor was super promising when he was in before and it was a shame that they let him go that time but look he's back so let's see can he make an impact um, but look what do we have to deal with here of shifting around offensive line you know it's subbing lads in and out at left tackle they're getting pressured there uh, Josiah DeGuaro is kind of coming in as a blocker he's not there Musgrave's not there now to make those blocks so just there's too many variables but look let's um, see what happens I'll be talking to you hopefully straight after the game if not the next day and if we can get anything positive out of this game or even keep it close I think that will be enough but of course I'll always try and predict a win for the Packers but anyway I've been at Steady the NFL you've been a wonderful audience we've been at UK Packers and tune in after the game for the post review recap